If it's creepy and it's freaky, it's on hashtag creaky, a podcast about the paranormal and unexplained. And here are your hosts, Megan and Brooks. Thank you, disembodied voice, for that lovely introduction. As always. Oh. So, how are you feeling extra creaky today? Yeah, I am. I kind of am. Oh, nice. Yeah. We've been discussing. I got, uh, oh, I got okay. spooked the other day. You know, we, we talked about it on the last podcast about uh, personal uh, happenstances, I guess. Like, you know, oh, personal yeah. events. Yes, 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 yes. So, I, I have a mini fridge in my game room. It's like where my, it's like my office slash game room. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I keep canned drinks in there. And I heard something banging around inside the refrigerator. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It was like, it was like uh, just a loud bump and then another one and then like another one. And I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> you got a gremlin in there or something? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I checked it out and it was just, uh, I guess maybe the settings or something messed up on the, the fridge because like the certain can only, it's only certain cans are freezing and expanding and then they don't sit right. So they start falling over and rolling around in there. Oh, weird. We got yeah. some paranormal uh, pressure. I don't know. <laughs> It's it's weird. I told my wife, I was like, I don't understand it. I was like, I got all these canned drinks in here and it was just the one that like expanded hmm. and and froze. So I just say, and then of course, like the noises and stuff I did, you know, we had just got done doing that, uh, that podcast about, you know, stuff happening right. in my home yeah. that I thought was odd. And, and after you know, when I went that, I was like, oh my God, what is that noise? <laughs> Crazy. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't want to. It's your home, so you don't want to hook up your stuff. Mm-hmm. Nah, yeah, nah, I don't, nah. I don't want to acknowledge it in my home. <laughs> just talk about it on the yeah. podcast. Yeah, I mean, it's, that may not, it may not be anything. It might be just something, like I said, some something going going on in my fridge. I just thought it was weird that it was only one can. Right. Maybe in defective can. I don't know. Could be. We'll yeah. say that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so today we want to talk about strange animal anomalies would you say is like the right way to explain it yeah uh animal anomalies or strange um nature nature events Mm -hmm. and you know in my research i found something that's happening like right now and nobody knows why something current yes across the eastern and mid-atlantic united states from Kentucky all the way to New Jersey and then up and down in between songbirds are dying and the scientists have no idea why they have reported accounts of sick birds but they don't know what the illness is they know that it's affected blue jays grackles and European starlings so far but others may be impacted they have identified more than 286 or dead songbirds and they have been discovered in 53 counties across you know from where i mentioned since may including american robins northern cardinals and brown-headed cowbirds now i'm not really good at identifying birds i'm not really a bird watcher mm-hmm. but i do know what a cardinal and a robin look like i don't really know about the other ones but I assume these are smaller birds. They're not like buzzers or crows or anything huge. Yeah. They're just little. And they've ruled out like the avian flu, the West Nile virus, and other things that tend to affect bird populations. And it's just being referred to as a mortality event. 
um, that they've traced back to May. And it seems to have peaked in early June in the mid-Atlantic. But And there's some indications that the bird deaths are declining or at least fewer birds are being brought into local wild half, wildlife rehab centers but it's mm. too early to tell because it was just like they just saw it start to happen mm. so they don't know if it's going down or if it's just like kind of a dip and then it's going to go back up birds dead birds have also been found across maryland new jersey pennsylvania delaware ohio virginia west virginia and washington dc it's crazy they all these birds are just dropping out of the sky. People are finding them in their yards and they have no idea what's doing it or why. Mm. And I've also read, and I've heard this before, that seeing a dead bird is a bad omen. Yeah. Like it's indicative of bad things to come. <laughs> and I mean, shit's went down lately. We've had some with COVID and just bad things happening in general. But now I'm worried, like, are even better things, <laughs> worse things going to start happening? I mean, that's interesting because, you know, we talked about, like, the the Mothman and how sightings of him mm -hmm. happened prior to, like, catastrophes. Yes, and if you haven't listened to that Mothman, it's one of our, I think it was, like, our third or fourth episode we talked about that. Um, and, yeah, you're right. Like, anytime anybody saw the mothman or what we call the great white monkey bat <laughs> um something bad happened and i don't remember specifically if something bad happened to me after that um but just in general people say that when they see that they either get into a car accident or they lose a loved one or something bad happens i think one specifically for that uh, mothman one is that he was sighted like on a bridge and then like shortly after that that bridge actually collapsed yeah crazy so i i mean it's just this just happened there i'm assuming they're investigating it scientists are trying to figure out what's happening to these birds but right now nobody knows and it's only in a specific area of those states that i mentioned in washington dc but could it be a paranormal type of thing that is triggering birds to die because there's something bad about to happen not only that but i also found where tons of dead fish are washing up on shore recently like this article i found was from june 26 it's lots of dead fish washing ashore on south florida beaches over the last several days on saturday lots of colorful fish were washing up on singer island um, they have sent the biologists to test the water and no contaminants were found in the water. Hmm. So they have no idea other than possibly the temperature changing drastically in the water causing this fish to die. 90% of the dead fish were Bermuda chub and puffers. Um, and they said that they are susceptible to rapid temperature drops. So, you know if the temperature drops in it can cause them because you know if you have an aquarium they say you have to keep the temperature at a certain you know degree or the fish will die um some people are saying that it's due to the upwelling of colder water it's a naturally occurring incident and it's no cause for alarm but at the same time birds are dying <laughs> fish are washing up on shore all across the eastern united states it's a little alarming yeah 
as it should be. Yeah. Crazy. Not only that, I found thousands of dead fish washed up on New Jersey shores back in May. So while the dead birds are happening in Jersey, so are the dead fish. Um, the types of fish are bunker fish. Uh, I'm not really sure what these, you know, fish species look like. I have no idea. I mean, unless it's like a bass or a catfish or like a shark, then I really don't know. But they've been dealing with this putrid smell um, as they've been washing up on not only the seashore, but also on river banks. Every town on both of the rivers that go through, so the, it's the Shrewsbury, Shrewsbury River and the Navasink River. I'm not really good with these names. I hope I'm saying them right. Um, both river, rivers empty into the Sandy Hook Bay. Um, so the dead, the dead fish float in the river, sink to the bottom, line the shore, litter boat landings and rot next to bulkheads and it's just an overwhelming odor that's coming from them so there's like outdoor diners all around these shores and nobody wants to eat there because all they can smell is the dead fish well, that's understandable no one wants to smell that while they're trying to eat yeah um and again, they're saying that it could be climate change. It could be a shift in ocean temperatures. Not really sure how that can affect the rivers, but I feel like that's like the go-to is it is a change in the temperature of the ocean. Mm -hmm. And this could be a bad omen too of climate change that it's starting to happen and starting to kill our fish. But I don't know. I mean, it's just very odd to me that we're dealing with birds falling out of the sky and dead fish washing up on shore. So they're saying for people not to swim in the waters where the dead fish are. I mean, Even they've tested it. Yeah, I, it's weird, right? I, I don't know if they're saying just don't swim because there's rotting fish in the water and it's gross. But they're asking people not to swim around where the dead fish, like the beaches and things. Um, they're, they, back in May, they were looking for a contractor to remove the dead fish. And that would suck to be a, <laughs> that's your job. It sounds like one of the dirty jobs that, what's his name used to do? Like Rome. Yeah. <laughs> Removing dead fish off of shores. But I mean, crazy. Now, while these anomalies are, weird and you know hopefully they can find the exclamation x hold on <clears throat> let me try that again the explanation for it there's another anomaly that they haven't been able to find the explanation for that has been happening for a long time and we've talked about it on the podcast do you have any idea of what that could be no mysterious cattle mutilations and they're still happening. And this one, this article I found was as recent as April of this year. Seven were found dead in Oregon. Seven. So it wasn't just a one offer. It was, it was seven. Were all seven mutilated in the same way or was it different ways? So they found one 
in late February on private remote ranch land. The sheriff's offers asked ranchers to check the animals. Then as they were checking, six more dead cows turned up. So this happened in February. They're just reporting on it in April. Um, hold on, let me make sure I'm saying that right. They've been found mutilated over the last three months in Crook County. Um, so one was found in late April and then six more dead cows turned up sprinkled throughout the county with missing body parts and little physical evidence. Um, crazy. I'm, I'm trying to see exactly how they're mutilated. I guess just body parts were taken. I mean, generally from, from what we talked about before and what I've seen before, um, I think we had talked about something something I had watched where they they had people check out these dead cows and it's like even these holes that were cut into them mm -hmm. they didn't know what could actually be used to cut them like there were no like it wasn't like a serrated it wasn't no evidence of like a serrated edge there were no burns on it it was just a very clean mm -hmm. and precise cut yeah it, it's crazy so I'm reading about five young bulls that were slain last year on a ranch um, similar to the ranch where the other seven were found, roughly the size of Chicago. So it's a huge ranch, okay? They were killed on remote U.S. Forest Service allotments. Their tongues, genitals, and blood were removed. And they said scavengers like birds and coyotes did not touch the animals which is really weird mm -hmm. to have a dead animal and buzzards and coyotes aren't trying to eat it that is very odd yeah um nothing was picked up on the cameras they have around the property they offered a twenty-five thousand dollar reward for information but there are no suspects as to who did this and i mean what human <laughs> would remove a cow's tongue genitals and just drain all the blood I, all the blood because at first you know we talked about uh we talked about bigfoot right you know, yeah bigfoot he likes, likes the to, tongues uh, yeah we, we like to think that you know from everything we've heard and everything we've seen is that uh if bigfoot's if they are aggressive then they'll you know kill and only remove like tender parts that they enjoy eating right but the draining of the blood i mean that's that's like on par with the uh, chubacabra yeah it is and the they had found other cows in the area that had been mutilated um like over the course of a few months and every time the mutilation included the heart tongue utter vagina and butt being cut from the cow all right so ew <laughs> first of all all the tender parts yeah it there's no suspect information well i don't think there would be um the ranch owner his quote is saying there's nothing out there but us it's creepy to think some weirdo is out there doing this mm -hmm. <laughs> it's kind of creepy but how could you get to five young bulls and do all of that without being caught on a ranch that's got cameras everywhere and i mean i would think that it would be pretty heavy to carry out because they didn't find any blood around it. So yeah, if, if you're cutting out the tongue and genitals and blood, I feel like that's a heavy load. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> and then there's like, there's, there's usually no evidence of like tire tracks or tracks right. in general. Like they can't find any evidence other than the dead cow and it being mutilated and cut up in all kinds of weird ways mm-hmm. that can't be explained. Yeah. The cattle mutilation stories first gained fame back in 1967. Not to say that was the first time it happened. That was the first time it was reported. Um, although the initial case wasn't a cow or bull, it was a horse. And then stories of this cattle mutilation started coming up across the American West through the 70s. And the FBI actually conducted an investigation looking into it because it was happening so much that they were like, something weird is going on. And they were inconclusive in terms of finding a motive or a person that would be doing this. They did find some stuff in the autopsies of the cattle, which was kind of weird. The absence of copper in the liver. Um, so they have theories that they that the animals were dropped from a helicopter to inject it with anticoagulants, which causes you to bleed out mm-hmm. if you don't have a, a problem. weird like it's conspiracy theories basically Um, drop from a helicopter though like that one got me out of it i'm just sitting there like drop from who's i know you're speaking the time and the and the money in a helicopter (laughs) like hey let's go prank these guys real good they'll have no idea what happened (laughs) and if you're gonna drop a cow from a helicopter like why not put it somewhere like weird where you wouldn't expect seeing a cow right yeah like on top of the barn or something no, I mean like just in like in general, like maybe like on like the doorstep of like a like a Walmart or something. Oh God! You know, where they yeah. just show up and it's like, whoa, where does this mutilated dead cow come from? Oh, watch now! They're they're gonna be listening to this and we're gonna see accounts of mutilated cattle at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'll, it'll throw people for a loop. I don't, I don't know why they would go through because that, that's what makes me think it's not it's not any type of like joke or prank. Because one, you're going through with killing an animal and mutilating it. Right, yeah. Two, if they're going to abduct a cow, you know, why and go through that length of getting like a helicopter and dropping it? I mean, why put it back where it, where it was? Exactly. I don't know. And maybe when they say helicopter, they really mean alien spacecraft. Yeah. And, you know, that's something that the conspiracy theories have as an explanation are aliens and then Mm -hmm. cryptids like bigfoot and the chupacabra satanic cults i've heard that one as well like cults rituals yeah and government cover-ups that one has me scratching my head because what (laughs) like it doesn't go into into much other information so I, I had seen something recently. I, I can't remember the title of it. It was something uh, my wife was watching and I had just come in and started watching as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was some documentary about, about aliens and, you know, like their effects. Like, you know, we talked about like, you know, birds dropping out of the sky, fish washing up. Uh-huh. And this whole documentary was a bunch of guys talking about how it is a government conspiracy and cover up because of they want to control and maintain their power so what they're doing is they're using stuff like this as propaganda to prepare people to believe in like an intergalactic war against aliens because they they don't want us to 
automatically just assume like okay there's aliens we're going to meet with them we're going to you know mm-hmm. be you know uh, allies with them they want us to already have in our heads that aliens are bad and that we are going to war oh hey. so th- th- that that was the reasoning behind the a government conspiracy is that the government is pushing this propaganda creating these events um that they have uh, a push and pull in, in Hollywood and are pushing these movies that are, you know, against, you know, having like war against aliens. Like or alien invasions. Day. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe, I mean, I mean, that, that was something they threw out there. I'm like, you know, I try to be open minded about it, but then they started talking. I think uh, one of the guys had met with a, uh, a military, I can't remember if he was like a general or a colonel or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they talk about how they're trying to project aliens as constantly like that is they, they are a threat. This is a threat to national security mm-hmm. and, and so on and so forth because they, they, they want to dominate space when we get into space. But uh, he met with this colonel and they talked about, you know, how aliens were a threat. And the guy was like, no, you're just making them out to be a threat when really you know they're like they, they were so optimistic that aliens are not a threat with no evidence with no evidence yeah and that kind of that kind of got me like i almost got kind of like riled up i was like and i was like wait a minute wait a minute i like one you're kind of like blaming them because they are like 100 percent sure they are a threat but right. you can't come back and say i'm 100 percent sure they're not a threat because you don't know either mm-hmm. exactly yeah yeah we have to, I mean, we, we still have to, you know, if there are aliens out there and we do make contact, then we have to, you know, prepare for the worst, but hope for the best. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, really, our only recourse is to trust the government <laughs> that they know what to do. Because, I mean, other, I mean, otherwise, it could be like an Independence Day where shit just goes down and then there's yeah. no government and... We're, we're depending on some air force guys and <laughs> yeah because i mean like god forbid the like first thing in contact shows up somewhere where people are just you know very gun crazy and like you know aliens get them shoot them right and start like a whole like extinction war you know oh that reminds me of like a movie or a bit or something where they're they're making contact and the aliens are really nice but all of a sudden everybody just starts shooting them yeah (laughs) i can't remember what it was but yeah i mean something something like that you know like we we have to have some type of like uh like a a pecking order for you know say hey these are our representatives you know you need to you need to talk to them right yeah i remember it wasn't aliens it was bigfoot and it was it was that um, movie with Steve Zahn where they're hunting Bigfoot and he comes out and he's all nice and they all just start shooting him. <laughs> I, Have you ever seen that? No, I don't think I've ever seen that one. Oh, man. It's the one where he's got, I don't want to go too far into it, but there's a, a shark that's got like big teeth. So he's just going, <laughs> like making fun of the shark. Oh, wait, I think I do know that one. Yeah, yeah. that's the, that's the best part. But anyways, I I see kind of the point of it you know like it could be the government and maybe that's why they've released all this footage of the ufos now after so many years of seeing these unexplained objects off of the coast of like virginia north carolina we had talked about before um and now they they've released the footage and are like we don't know what this is we don't think it's aliens but it could be 
And now they're doing an investigation on it and then they're going to release what they think it is. They're speculating though that it is like Chinese Russian military technology that is way above what we've been doing. In reality, I've heard other people say that it's actually United States technology trying to test out stuff that you know the public has no idea what it is and so now that there's been so many people that have witnessed it and seen it they're releasing it and they're going to blame it on aliens yeah so they're they're quick to say like we don't know this either it's like it's got to be extraterrestrial right yeah. yeah but i mean who knows like we've talked about skinwalker ranch and how there's tons of ufo sightings and have you watched the skinwalker ranch documentary i think it's I on have. hulu Okay, I haven't watched all of it, but they show UFOs on like like clear as day. You see UFOs. Mm. Not to say that it's an alien, but it's definitely unidentified and just kind of hovering when these weird things like the cattle start all moving into one area of the farm and like kind of running away. All of a sudden this UFO shows up. The cattle are scared of these things and I believe there's a reason why. Yeah. Well, it's also mutilated. <laughs> we also, you know, since we're talking about the whole animal anomalies and everything, um, these extraterrestrials, aliens, possibly aliens, you know, could still be having an effect because you see a lot of like movies and stuff and documentaries talk about how, mm-hmm. you know, just their presence in general could have effect on animals. Exactly. Because I think you know they they talk about how you know scientifically animals are more in tune with like the electromagnetic field of the like earth yeah you know, even uh i believe it's i just i just seen some recently that uh foxes mm, actually favorite. use the uh, electromagnetic fields of like the earth to, to hunt like when you see them in the arctic and they're like doing that dive into the snow oh really yeah that they actually they're actually kind of like really in tuned with electromagnetic fields well, it's all part of nature and mm. their, you know, existence and survival is based on nature. So if something weird is happening within nature, then it's, you know, well, pretty explanatory why they would do that, you know. But it makes you think, though, that if this is the cause of these strange natural, like, anomalies, these animal, these cases of animals, you know, acting crazy or dying in, in masses, like, how big of an effect are these aliens have is this just their technology is this just like when they mm-hmm. happen to show up in a ufo is there like an electromagnetic field disruption because of their technology and it just throws all the animals out of whack yeah well i've also heard from i think it was on a podcast with one of the guys that was like involved in area 51 and mm-hmm. was part of investigations of ufos and he said that when they witnessed the ufo it looked as though gravity was bending around it allowing it to float motionless i mean now we have like drones and stuff but back then nothing like that no kind of technology existed Mm. Um, and drones don't bend gravity of course they're like a helicopter type thing but he said this was like a saucer and their instruments and everything saw weird things happening around it that had to do with the bending of gravity so if ufos or aliens use that type of technology that bends gravity 
and animals, I mean, we all use gravity, you know, who's to say that, you know, it gets close enough that these animals are lifting up in the air and then falling back down, causing, you know, weird types of deaths too. I don't know. And a majority of uh, abductions are, you know, people getting just lifted up. Yeah, that's true. Um, one of the, one of our listeners talked about that about how he was basically just lifted up into a ufo mm. um and th- i mean that's what you see too whenever people describe it now that that'd be an interesting question for someone who you know uh, claims to be abducted by aliens is is if you know if they because usually sometimes like they black out um but sometimes they remember actually being lifted up so it'd be a good question to say hey, were you did you feel like a pulling force on you or did it just feel like all of a sudden you were underwater right like maybe it's something that is used to to just stop the gravity pull on that person that they're pulling. like you know they have some type of technology that just zeroes in on something they want and then just completely like nullifies the gravity and they just start floating up mm. That's interesting. So, so it'd be I mean, a good question for someone who has been abducted by an aliens to say, what did you feel as you, were you being pulled up? Were you just all of a sudden, you know, just being floating? Right. And, you know, I, I have heard someone and I'm going to have to find exactly where talk about this and how it felt. Um, they said it felt like a pulling within their body, all like, all the energy kind of being pulled in every direction towards the center and then the center of their body just kind of being lifted up. So it was almost like every, all p- parts of their body w- were weightless and they could just feel the center of their body and the pressure of it being pulled up. Cause that would be, I mean, if all of a sudden you, you had no, you know, gravity effect, that'd be an, another question for maybe an astronaut of yeah. how it feels to be, you know, in, in space with you know, no effects of gravity you know, it's got to make you, it's got to make your body feel weird. It's got to make that, that weird feeling. You know, there is, um, and I I looked into this because I was thinking about getting it for Kevin, but it is way too expensive. There's this experience that you can go on to in an airplane where they, you're basically weightless in the airplane. There's an area that they take you and they drop basically, and you're weightless for a few minutes. And that's how they made Apollo 13. Was it Apollo 13 with Tom Hanks and Mm -hmm. that they had to keep doing that over and over again because that was before like CGI effects and everything. So they had to go on this airplane, you know, dozens of times a day, maybe even hundreds and then just be weightless in it. So they were actually weightless in the movie because of this effect. So I'm curious if, you know, that's the same weightlessness that you feel in space or if it's different. Mm -hmm. That same type of just that same sensation like we're, we're looking to kind of compare the sensation of not feeling the effects of gravity yeah i i would love to go to space like i used to say i was scared i want to stay on earth but i don't know i've been having dreams recently where i'm on the moon hmm. it's, it's weird because there's like a selfie station on the moon where you can go take a selfie and have the earth in the background <laughs> i mean that makes like, sense that, that's that's probably what, what will happen eventually yeah. That'd be um, on uh, the, the moon mall. Yeah, right. Well, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about some cattle mutilations um, that I found outside of the United States. Okay. We're back. So when I say outside of the United States, do you have an idea of where a lot of cattle mutilations have been happening? 
I'm going to take a guess. Okay. Ireland. Well, I mean, that's a good guess. Lots of cattle there. But no, mm. Australia. Australia. Yes, Australia. Um, it talks about a decade ago, this rancher named Mick Cook, and I think Mick is the most Australian name you can have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he began finding dead cattle on his remote 14,000, I'm going to say it's acre, but it says hectare. I, I guess that's their way to measure land. Um, North Queensland Cattle Station with inexplicable injuries. He said the first dead cow that he found had her udder cleanly excised, like with medical precision. Um, He didn't take it very seriously, um, but then he admits he didn't give much thought to the cattle deaths until it started happening more and more and they weren't normal like predators, which there are a lot of predators in Australia. Mm -hmm. that could kill cattle he said you know he thought oh there's another bloody one that's his words and then he said as he's driving past her he's seen that the udder had been surgically removed there was no blood or anything but very neatly removed was the whole udder he noticed that the animal's jowl the the lower part of the cheek and one ear had been cleanly cut too So he went back and looked at a lot of other cattle that had died and found that they'd been operated on as well, but in different ways. What he thought was weird was how precise the cuts were that had removed organs from the dead cattle. Says it's as if it was sealed when it's cut because there's no blood anywhere. And that's, that's a common thing that we see. And he doesn't know how any person can remove a cow's udder without blood everywhere not only that there's no struggle where the cow died like the cow trying to get away mm-hmm. i mean if i was a cow and somebody was trying to cut my udder off i think i would be struggling to get away yeah i'd put fight yeah he knows what injuries look like when they're caused by predators such as dingoes um you know you'll see teeth marks and you'll see the flesh torn um in you know certain ways Mm -hmm. but they've had they've lost at least 10 cattle all with identically surgically precise wounds that they can't explain um so there's photographs too and I'll, i'll link these in the show notes one of the photographs shows a cow with a wound that is clearly hexagon shaped so the wound where they cut into the cow was a definite hexagon um and no blood common thing lack of blood the wounds were so exact that microscopic layers of translucent flesh were still intact behind a missing eye a severed tongue and a jowl and the excised penis of a prize bull and even an entire entire cow's anus were removed with no disturbance to the adjacent flesh so they were so precise in taking out these areas that they didn't, you know, mess up any of the other areas around it. They didn't cut it. Um, he doubts even a skilled surgeon could make such precise cuts where they're not even, you know, it, it's just weird to me that they could cut out the tongue and the jowl and nothing else around it was cut. Like, exactly the right amount of flesh 
to be that one body part with no other flesh being disturbed around it that that's really weird yeah because that's what i talked about before with uh that documentary i watched where um you know they couldn't the cuts were so precise they i think they showed them to a veterinarian they showed them to a doctor and they were all kind of unanimous saying you know, and i don't it, it looks like this is so precise that it'd be done by a laser but there's no burn marks as if it was done by a laser yeah there's no singeing or anything mm -hmm. like that there's no evidence that but it looks like it was done with a laser because it was so precise right yep and that's basically what he's describing um he said that the police told them that they couldn't really do anything unless they caught the person in the act and you know there's nobody there he said we can't find a person doing it because it's not a person doing it He's, their farm is very isolated at the end of a remote road and the only access into the farm runs right by the family's house so if anybody was coming in they would have known it because you had to go right by their house to come in you had to go twice go in and out mm -hmm. they do recall though on one night in the valley behind their home they saw these strange lights then the next day they found a dead cow with excised organs he says the only way in would have been a helicopter but they checked and there were no helicopters anywhere near them that night so you can check to see if helicopters were in the area and nothing yeah. um she said it's alien to us trying to make a joke you know uh -huh. mm -hmm. um she says that there's no doubt in his wife's mind that what's happening is not of this world hundreds of um kilometers of the australians and their weird measurements to the south further I think it's down, everybody but us but yeah. <laughs> well, everybody else is wrong um a senior cattle veterinarian with decades of experience recognized immediately the similarities with cattle mutilations he's recorded in that area for years um he didn't want to be identified because he thinks people might make fun of him um he said he was worried that if he spoke out publicly it might damage his reputation as a cattle vet i don't i, I don't know i imagine there wouldn't be the many in that area though like we like right. they know who you are <laughs> yeah exactly and i mean mick and judy don't care um he has he hastened to add that he believes the cattle mutilations are an authentic mystery and needs to be taken much more seriously by the government um he confirmed he personally investigated mick and judy cook's cattle mutilations visiting them on their farm and found the wounds identical to what he'd been tracking in northern um what is the area called nsw what did i say let me make sure that i'm getting it right i'm not Oh, North Queensland. I don't know how that's NSW, but <laughs> anyways. Um, so in North Queensland, he had seen other types of injuries to these cattle that were the same. Um, one of the freakiest wounds he saw was a cow with a huge midline incision across his abdomen. He discovered the animal's third stomach. That's right. They have three stomachs, I think, four maybe. The omasium, that's the name of it, was missing. Yet the prior rumen and recticulum stomachs, I'm, I'm probably butchering these, 
were intact, uh, and, da, da, da. <laughs> were intact and undisturbed. And he says, that just can't be done. To get to the omasium, you need to remove the other two stomachs. And I cannot comprehend how that could be done without spilling their contents or leaving a huge amount of blood on the ground. But there was none. He personally investigated several cattle mutilations in his area where animals were attacked late at night and in complete darkness and discovered the next day. So that makes it even harder for someone to do all these exact precision incisions, not disturbing the areas around it, not, you know, dripping any blood and also done in complete darkness. Mm -hmm. One consistent report from the landowner was that their farm workers or that they themselves had seen unexplained lights overhead the previous evening. So night before, weird lights in the sky. The next day, they find these mutilated cows. In every single case, and he, he says that he investigated dozens, he could not find the precise cause of death. And every cut was so surgically precise that there were no tabs or small pieces of meat left on the bone. So whatever it was had cut so precisely that it excised all the flesh right down to the periosterum, the clean membrane that sits over the bone, mm. and that was undisturbed. Mm. So they're not even accidentally cutting these small little membranes that go over the bone. He said, it's a bit like the way a cat cleans all the flesh off of a fish bone. What was left in many of these cases was a pure skeleton with all the meat stripped of it weird um so he admits that the events left him concerned because these mutilations later happened on properties that were visited by him and the farm manager whose farm was one where a previous mutilation had occurred i suspect where we were followed he says so he visits a farm and then soon after a cow gets mutilated the senior vet also investigated one incident where a huge cow was found mutilated on one side of a fence on Mick and Judy Cook's property. The next morning, it was on the other side of the fence. He said nothing could have moved the animal like that I can think of. And they show a picture of the cow on the other side of the fence. It's also common for the, to, there to be a strange chemical smell near these mutilated animals and how dogs and other animals steer clear of the carcasses. And we had mentioned this before, normally, you know, it, it, the same in the United States, normally birds and predators would be all over these dead animals, but they are left untouched by them because they have this, and they're saying it's some chemical smell or something coming off of it that just does not you know, invite animals to come and eat and, you know, and it's so weird. Like, I feel like buzzards circle around an animal before it even dies <laughs> waiting, you know, Yeah. and now nothing, they won't touch them. I'm, I'm curious if they have um, done any kind of testing chemically um, I'm sure they have because they said that they've been looking under microscopes at the precision of the incisions. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I'll have to look into that. Yeah, because that'd be interesting to see what they find. I mean, 
they would have to either find you know either something or something foreign mm-hmm. but to find nothing at nothing at all i mean it's just it's still you know unsolved it's just there's nothing there's no evidence right there's it, no wrong reason there's no motive there's i mean even if it is aliens why cows right yeah i mean maybe aliens like the way cows taste and there's certain parts of them they want They're just like coming to earth to get some yeah <laughs> some cow vagina um so there has been an author his name is ben mesrick he investigates cattle mutilations in his book called the 37th parallel which i'm gonna have to look into because i would be really interested to read it he details how across the united states for 5,000 kilometers along the latitude of the 37th parallel north of the equator there have been numerous corroborated officially reported videoed and photographed sightings of mutilated livestock i was getting excited like oh my gosh there's actually video of them being mutilated but it's after the fact the carcasses are always completely exsanguated i don't all right i'm gonna have to get better about my um vocabulary that means no visible blood spilt anywhere Mm. so exsanguinated okay and with distinct surgically precise excisions of key organs he suggests the evidence was overwhelming that there is a link between uap sightings and unexplained cattle mutilation uap is that that's ufo right or unidentified or what is that what is uap uap yeah uh unidentified aircraft potentially none of my best (laughs) uap google sees it as a synonym for ufo but i'm guessing maybe it's australian unidentified aerial phenomenon oh okay yeah that makes sense as well ufo uap they're the same in his research, he followed Chuck Zerkowski, a, farm, a former reserve sheriff's deputy in Colorado, who collated over 10,000 instances where cows and horses were found dead, missing or all consistently missing organs, the cut surgically and circular, every animal completely drained of blood. 10,000. That's, that seems like a lot. Am, am I wrong? Yeah. Uh, no, that's, that's a pretty high number. A massive 100-agent FBI investigation into suspected human involvement demanded by three U.S. state attorney generals failed to solve the mystery. I, I really don't think it's a person doing this. That's a lot of cows and, like, not to mess up at all during it. Yeah. Not to leave one drop of blood or accidentally cut the surrounding areas around the organs you're cutting out. Like, no, there's no way. Yeah, that sounds like a system. That sounds like something automated that, like, knows what it's doing. Right. And, I mean, as other people have said, surgeons can't be that good, you know? Mm -hmm. Surgeons make mistakes. And, I mean, I've had surgery, and I can tell you my scars are not very even or (laughs) they don't look, you know, like they're perfect, basically. Mm -hmm. But these incisions are perfect. Many farmers do not report it because police and government agencies seem unwilling to stop it. I don't know if they're unwilling or if they just don't know what to do. Like, what can you do? 
Yeah, it seems that like the phenomenon of UAPs, cattle mutilations are another mystery that society has thought to be too controversial and too confronting to take seriously. But like the UAPs, the evidence that there is a real phenomenon is overwhelming. It's just crazy to me that there that this one guy has investigated or found accounts of 10,000. Mm-hmm. Just um, there's got to be way more than that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like what about like other people and their accounts or even the ones that are like, you don't even say anything. They're like, hey, we don't tell you about this because they'll think we're crazy. They'll think we did this and right. think we're crazy. Yeah. And like I said, the first one that's recorded was in 1967. We have no idea how many happened before that. Mm-hmm. You know, and farmers just like, I don't know how am I supposed to report this it's unexplainable you know yeah like what, what am I going to say and we don't know if they were reported in the government or local sheriff's offices or government agencies just did not say anything to anybody yeah they want to maybe cause a panic right or mass hysteria so um Mick and Judy introduced this um guy that's writing the article to his brother bill and his wife letty who until recently ran one of australia's most remote cattle properties called supplejack station which is 730 kilometers northwest of alice springs where um, mick and judy live several years ago during a cattle muster bill took a photograph to record the event it was only days later that he noticed what he had captured hovering above the mustard cattle image with a blurry image of what looks like a silvery metallic disc-shaped object clearly speeding by just meters above them. He said the boys were working the cattle from the yard. Bill took a photograph, oh, this is his wife, and said, I didn't realize we had a chopper there that day. I pointed out that we didn't, and then he realized he had captured something inexplicable. And I don't. Oh, yep. Here is the image again. These all, all these images of the cattle mutilations and this UFO are in the same link, so I will link it in the show notes so people can see. The boys were. Oh, let me get back to where I was. He. Letty tells me they never suffered any cattle mutilations on Supplejack, but she does recall on one occasion something gave a yard full of wiener cattle, wiener cattle, the jitters so badly that they smashed down two fences to get away from it. Hmm. Yeah, if it was dingoes, then you can normally expect a few wires to be broken, but they were clearly so panicked by something that they smashed two fences to get away from whatever it was, Letty recalls. Um, and they show the picture and it looks like a UFO like it's blurry because it looks like it's moving and it's definitely not high up like way high up in the air and it's right over the cattle and you can see the cattle running like underneath it that's crazy so I mean I, I want to read that book that I mentioned from uh the one that investigated it on the 37th parallel so it's called the 37th parallel and this the writer of the article that we were just talking his name is ross colthart and 
Um, He's got a book in plain sight, which explores the phenomenon of UFOs, UAPs, and cattle mutilations. So those are two books that I'd be interested to read um, since both of these men undoubtedly have researched a lot on cattle mutilations. Uh And I just feel like that is one, like the other things we talked about, the birds dying, the fish washing up on shore, they can be explained eventually. And if Mm -hmm. not, then usually people will guess at what happened, but there have been no explanations, no guesses from any kind of scientist on what's happening here. Well, I I have one for you. Um, And I don't know like how true this is. This is just like some old YouTube videos I used to watch that I came across when, you know, looking up, you know, creaky things. Um, have you ever seen those YouTube videos of, they call, I think they call them like, they call them glitches in the matrix. It's odd things that are happening that people catch on camera that they can't explain. Hmm. Um, some of them look fake, but then again, you know, if I were to see something crazy happen, you know, from my face, that would look fake to me because I've never seen that before, but they show like, uh, uh, birds freeze framed in midair. Oh, wow. Not like they're just freeze frame. They're not flapping their wings. They're not moving forward. They're not moving backward. They're not doing that weird little like glide where they're kind of, you know, bobbing up and down. And then there's like other instances of that. Like there's one of uh, a plane being freeze framed or people being freeze framed. Weird. Have you ever seen any of these? No, it sounds like a Twilight Zone episode I watched though. You should definitely check those out because it, it, I don't like that. I don't know how real they are, but they are fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if that is like a, an, a another, you know, phenomenon that's going on, um, you know, it's definitely very odd that things all of a sudden just freeze in the place. Weird. Yeah. Maybe we can do an episode on it mm-hmm. because I just Googled it and there are tons of stories about it. Yeah, so that that would, uh, I mean, I don't know if it points to, you know, us being in a, a simulation or, you know, just paranormal, extraterrestrial, yeah. you know, what could be the cause of that. But it, it looks like it's, it's something, it's something fun to kind of look at, but like what, what is happening here? Like uh, one that I, can, I immediately bring back to my head, because I've seen the ones of the birds where birds are just stopping freeze frame midair, but one that comes back to me immediately is, um, someone is driving and recording and it's like a, a plane that's either like taking off or landing, but it's just stationary, like in the sky, like as they're driving past it, like you can tell it's not moving anywhere. It's just stopped in like dead air. Wow. Yeah. So definitely, definitely check those out. Cause that's, that's a, a pretty, pretty wild thing to, to see uh, video clips of. Yeah. Like. I'm reading now, like tons of story. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! All right, so the the planes freezing in midair. There is an excla- explanation that's been given. If the headwind is strong enough, especially true with the old biplanes, an airplane can, however, freeze above the ground if the speed of the headwind is flying into is greater than the stall speed of the airplane. I don't think that's it. I mean, that's a good explanation, but <laughs> yeah, I think the, no. the one I saw was like a full like airliner. Right. No. And with it taken off, there's no way, right? Yeah. There's no way it could freeze taking off. It would have to actually be in the air. Mm-hmm. 
That's crazy. But I mean, it looks like people have tried to explain it though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's happened enough. That doesn't explain, uh, you know, birds or people getting freeze framed. I mean, are people being freeze framed because of the wind? I don't, I don't think so. Right? No, probably not. Yeah. And other stories that I've read, it just like little things. And again, maybe this will be our next episode. But this one guy was at a Chinese restaurant and he ordered General Sal's chicken and shrimp lo mein. To him and his friend. When they mm-hmm. sat down, we took out both boxes and set them on the table about two feet apart. My friend opens the first box and we see shrimp lo mein. It has all the things in there, noodle, shrimp, fried rice. He closes the box and opens the other box. Inside that box is another shrimp lo mein, shrimp, noodles, fried rice. Oh, I think they may have mixed the order. I was just about to say this when my friend says aloud, looks like they made a mistake and gave us two. As he opens up the first box again, inside of it is General Sal's dinner order. General Sal chicken, white rice, and an egg roll. He froze and looked at me. I looked back at him and we sat in silence. It took us five or so minutes to collect ourselves. I have no idea what happened. Like little bitty things like that. Mm. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. Yeah. And then another guy says that he spilled chocolate ice cream on his leg when he was a child. He wiped it off and there was a pale brown stain in the shape of the ice cream. So he told his mom, who said it was a birthmark, and he swears that he never before that moment had a birthmark there. Huh. Yeah. These are crazy. I have to um, bookmark them so we can talk about them. Yeah, I think it'd be a good one to talk about because that would bring in like so many additional things we can talk about about what's causing those yeah. uh, theories on them, theories other people have on them. And of course, we would love to hear from our listeners if you've experienced anything like that. Let us know if you don't mind us talking about it on the show. We'd really like to hear if you've experienced any glitch in the matrix or honestly any experience you've had um if you have anything that you would like for us to possibly investigate and talk about on the show let us know because you know we're very open we love to hear from our listeners anytime somebody has messaged us we have brought it up on the show um our favorite at least my favorite has been the alien abduction story Um, because it was different it was definitely different from other accounts you hear yeah and he had been still experiencing effects of it several years later. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wanted to be anonymous, so we didn't say his name. And we'll do that for you, too. If you want us to say your name, then we're open to that, too. You know, mm-hmm. We will keep you as public or private as you want. Um, I'm checking to see if anybody has shared any. Um, we, we do have a message, so let me see. Oh, somebody does have an experience that they want to share, but I think I'm going to keep it until next time. Oh, we can okay. discuss it next time because I have a question for them. So I want to get my questions answered before we discuss. So, yeah. I, anything else you want to say no, before? We I think that about, uh, I think about covers the ancestors up for the next episode of Creaky of yeah. hashtag Creaky. Hashtag Creaky glitches in the matrix. And until next time, keep it creaky.